Brought to you by Aiming for Jesus, Franklin County, Stories of Our Lives, the stories that make up the lives of our Franklin County, Mississippi family of people, from the current to the ancient, to the funny, to the uplifting. And now, here's Hollis McGeehee. Hello and welcome to Franklin County, the Stories of Our Lives, Volume 3. There's an old saying in Franklin County, and it's credited to James Wentworth. You can hear anything in Franklin County but the Lord's Prayer and meat frying. So I'm just going to touch on some things. These are names that just come to mind. Fred and Jewel Young ran the city cafe for many years, uh, much loved. The city cafe was the hub of information for the county and certainly for the town of Meadville also. Uh, They provided that service for more years than I can remember, and it was a great place to eat. My very favorite thing there was a Breadettville cutlet and crinkle-cut French fries. And I finished my meal and said, put that on Daddy's ticket. Miss Noby Round lived in the house on the hill. The hill's gone and the house is gone uh, between the National Guard Armory and Dillon and Smith or Jitney Jungle, whichever one you remember it by. Miss Noby Round was a, a, a fine lady and a person of uh, much character uh good character and also was a character from what I remember and know and have been told. One story in particular or a couple of stories that come to mind. One is uh Mr. Vic Torrey was Jimmy Torrey's grandfather and he and Miss Noby met up one cold morning in front of the post office, which at that time was next to the bank. And she said, Vic, how many pairs of pants you got on? And he said, three, Noby, how many you got on? You know, back then, and I remember that, you know, we would wear two or three pairs of pants when it got really cold to stay warm. Another time, this story is told that Miss Noby went into Dylan and Smith, which at that time had clothes and everything else. You could outfit the home almost from from Garvey's and uh, Jimmy Claude Smith's store. And so she went in there to try something on, and she thought she was going into the dressing room. But as I understand the story, she actually went into the, the display window. And so she had her back to the street as she tried on some clothes, and, and they quickly alerted her to, to her mistake. I remember a story. I can't say that it was Reverend John Ira Hill, but it was at uh, Providence Baptist Church, uh, and this was in years before Reverend Franklin Hare came along. Uh, and I believe, I can't think think of that man's name, but I think he'd be Slick Hill's daddy, I think. And they said that uh, when it came time for preaching to be over, according to his measurements, he would start tapping his watch on the back of the back pew, and that let the preacher know it was time for him to shut it down. 
one of the most beloved and interesting and profoundly different uh, characters, persons who lived in Franklin County in all of my lifetime was a man that we knew as Cush, who lived across from the West Side Drive-In in a uh, hedgebush overgrown home right there on the corner of 84 Highway and the Mile Branch Road. And Cush was, uh, he didn't speak and he didn't hear, but he saw and heard and spoke in his own way more than most people uh, that have all of those faculties working. He did a lot of things for Mr. Mark West, Brother Mark West at the West Side Drive-In, also known as the Tasty Freeze. I'm going to do a whole separate story on that. And he would keep an eye on us, us young people, and he had a little notepad, and if you uh, spin your tires in the gravel. He'd write you, write your tag number down, or write your name down if he knew that. Uh, he was just, he was an interesting guy. Mister Fred Lovett at the bank was just one of the most handsome men in the county, and just one of the nicest men, as I recall. Mister Fred was originally from Kentucky. Now he was good at everything he did. He was a good athlete. He was a, a great golfer. He was a good hunter. He was a fisherman par excellent, and he was just loved by everybody. Uh, another person that comes to my mind is uh, Mr. John Monroe Sr. and Johnny Monroe, affectionately known by us back in the day as Big Toe and Little Toe. And that, that story came from when, when Johnny Monroe Jr. kicked the field goal. I believe it was 56 yard. Uh, it was a state record. Seemed like it might have been the world record at that time. And it, the team thought that coach, I believe it was coach Horn, uh, had lost it when he sent him in and said, kick a field goal. Uh, it was so far away, but he did kick it and he made it and, they started talking about him having the golden toe, and so he, they, a lot of people, us included, started calling Johnny Monroe, one of the, a really fine man, call him toe, and then we started calling Mr. Monroe sometimes big toe, not too much to his face. John Monroe Sr. probably helped more young men in Franklin County than almost anyone else who ever lived. Uh, a close second, if not equal to, would be his partner, Ray Reynolds, who they both worked in the county agent's office, and they both uh, took many boys and girls and involved in 4-H activities and just poured into them really good stuff. I have a whole separate set of stories about Ray, and I'll I'll hold off on those for the time being. See if you can tell who this is. Franklin County Sheriff's Office. May Hester speaking. <laughs> Miss May, there was no one else like her, and there's nobody else who could answer a phone like her. 
I just loved her, and she was the key to solving one of the greatest tragedies and criminal events in the history of our county when Aaron Shell Jr. was murdered, which is a, a very serious matter and one that affected us all in so many ways, and even more so his family. And I remember standing there in the sheriff's office when, when the word first came through that he had been killed, and we were, I, I, I was a county prosecutor at the time, and we were trying to figure out where to get started. And their report came in that somebody had seen Aaron's truck stop at the shortstop, the little convenience store uh, built and run at that time by Tim McNulty on the west side of Meville, right on the middle Fort Creek. And so we were sitting there brainstorming and strategizing the sheriff and deputies and probably the state investigator and myself and we were back and forth, and, and Miss Mike looked at us, and she said, why don't y'all go down there to the shortstop? They got a picture of that old boy. And we looked at her like, what in the world are you talking about? This was before the days of cameras that, that anybody really noticed too much, but Miss May took notice of it, and we shortly had uh, a, a video of the man who came in, who was driving Aaron Shell's truck. And I think if, if memory serves me right before the night was over or by some time the next day, I know it was before the funeral for Aaron Shell, that crime was solved. And Miss May played a, an important part of that, that particular event. Mr. Johnny Dillon, uh, lived on the hill there in Meville across the street from Scarborough Motors now here in gas ran the, the hilltop, uh, his, his grocery store and his service station for, I don't know, just as long as any of us can remember, I guess. And never was a nicer man ever, ever walked on this earth that I know of. And he worked hard years later after his uh, business was gone. He continued as a, a dispatcher in the sheriff's office and he just extended himself, and uh, his son, Johnny Wayne, is much loved. His wife passed away many years before Mr. Johnny did, but just a great person in our county and somebody we all remember and will will always appreciate. Miss Cooley, Miss Edith Cooley of Bude, was a name I think I heard more than any name. My my mother and my sisters, I think all their clothes came through Miss Cooley. She either made them or if they bought them somewhere else, she altered them. And we went to church with Miss Cooley and we knew her, uh, all of that family. And she was just a, a, a big fixture in our lives and in the lives of many other people around the town and around the county. While I'm on that that street, Miss Mattel Runnels, just a couple of blocks over, who ran the, the uh, cafeteria at the school for many, many years and was just the sweetest lady that you could possibly imagine. And she would just brighten up your light, life wherever you were and whatever was going on. Miss Jeffy Temple 
both of these, all three of these ladies are people I went to church with at Bude Methodist. Miss Jeffy Temple made uh, the best pecan pie in the county, as far as I know, and and I'm not willing to to believe anybody else could do it any better. And she was she was another one of those sweet sweet ladies that everybody loved. I got a story involving her and another uh, gentleman, but I'm gonna hold that story for a separate standalone story. But those are just some things that that come to mind, like the light. See, you can just say the light. Now, maybe people today wouldn't know what you're talking about. But if you say the light to people that grew up in the in the baby boomer age, they know exactly what you're talking about. They not only know about it, they spent time on the river road and at the river looking for it. Now, I don't know what the light was about, and there were all kinds of stories. One of them involved a motorcycle wreck and the S-curves on the river road. I've got a whole set of stories that are just on the in Franklin County. You don't have a one of this or one of that. You got the. You got the river, the river road, the S-curves, the light. But the light was something that supposedly came from this motorcycle wreck and somebody or maybe more than one somebody passed away and you could see their light. And then another story, there was a, a man that lived there just before you get into the S-curves in a, a house on the right if you're going towards Meadville from the river just as you come up the hill. It was right there on your right. And, and I believe he was called. Uh, his his name was Mr. George, and I think everybody called him Uncle George, and people would say, Uncle George, Uncle George, shine your light. Now, I never saw anything up there on the river road, but there was a time when I saw a completely unexplainable by me light on the river in the middle of the night when we were camping one time. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the river in the category of something that people made up it's just one of those things it's the light in franklin county jesus is the real light and i'm glad that we got him and he never changes he's more than just a story he's the king of glory amen god bless you meadville high school 1958 this story is going to be a little bit different in that it's not a particular story, but it's just a brief review, primarily in photos, of the year 1958. Uh, my friend Shirley Eichard brought this to my attention uh, when she sent me a picture of the football team from 1958. They were the 1958 Tangipahoa Conference champs. Uh, coach Leonard Kane was the head coach, and Coach Joe Holloway was the assistant coach. Uh, they played Crosby and beat them twelve to six. Beat Fayette fourteen to six. Beat Magnolia fourteen to six. Lost to Washington zero to nineteen. Lost to Liberty two to seven. Beat Tyler Town seven to nothing, Gloucester nineteen to nothing, Cathedral twenty-six to twelve, Vidalia nineteen to twelve, Woodville twenty-six to thirteen, and played Centerville in the Tangipahoa bowl game and won six to nothing. I remember these 
people in the, in a lot of these events, even though I wasn't in school then, I lived uh, within rock throwing distance of the school and always looked up to and admired a lot of these people. Uh, I'm going to attach almost every page of the annual that I just happened to have, which I think will be a joy to some of those that are older and are part of this generation and some of us who are younger and remember the names and the faces and looked up to and idolized many of them. I apologize for a few of the photos that are missing. If your photo has been cut out of this album, it means that one or both of my sisters were probably uh, had a crush on you, and that's the reason those photographs got cut out. I've noticed several of them, and I'm, I'm not going to comment on them. Uh, but there's some wonderful things here to see. Uh, the, the teachers that were there in that year, and you'll see a picture of them and and how the, the people that advertised, how interesting that is. I'm going to comment on a few of those, like Leonard Kane, of course, Miss Pauline Corbin, Miss J.C. Barnett, fourth grade, Miss Alice Dickerson, first grade, uh, Miss Garvice Dillon, eighth grade. You notice back then, women were mainly known by their husbands' names, and we know that that's no longer the case for the most part. Miss Lottie Godbow, Miss Costley, uh, Dr. Dykes, who was over agriculture, Joe Holloway, who taught science and was a coach, Miss L.L. Jones, Miss Leroy Jones, uh, Miss Sidney Johnson, Miss Newman, Miss Beulah Putnam, uh, Miss Floyd Ratcliffe, Miss Mary Dale Young, Mrs. Tom Sullivan, who was, I believe that would be Miss. Uh, I want to say Lambeth, but I may be wrong about that. I'm remarried uh, to that would be Vern and Leonard Sullivan's uh, daddy, Mr. Tom Sullivan, Miss Lindell Sorrells, Miss Marie Thompson, uh, Clyde Wilson, I think was the band director, Miss Charles Ray taught English, Miss Joe Hill, Miss Avis Mullins, Miss Mary Knapp. And those are primarily the, the teachers. And there's some wonderful pictures, some little candid snapshots that I think you'll enjoy. And those are mostly all attached. Uh, the high school and junior high athletics you'll see there. And uh, it's, it's just a joy to, to look through this 1958 album, which happened to be right behind me where I sit at my computer, I'd kind of forgotten I had it, uh, and it was a joy to, to find that. You'll notice in the picture of the football team where they're running across the field that the field's not where most of you know of the football, football field to be, but rather it's now where the high school is. And, of course, right across the street was – uh, Graham Herring's house and the schoolhouse over on the right, and then up at the top of the hill, uh, the house where I was raised uh, at the top of the hill from the school, and I can see our car even parked in the driveway. That hill uh, held a lot of stories for us as, as we grew up. Be sure and look at the junior high football squad. They're kind of a motley-looking crew, 
but I remember almost every one of them and they were all, uh, good athletes and fun people and people I looked up to the 4-H activities. And again, like I said, some of these advertisements of companies that have long ceased, long since ceased to exist. Um, just, uh, just a blessing to, to look through. So I hope you'll enjoy this, and I hope I hadn't left a whole lot out. Uh, God bless you. prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for memories. We thank you for the blessings of friends that are with us today and friends that have gone on. We thank you for the blessing of being raised in Franklin County and all of the wonderful things and also those things that weren't so wonderful things that we learned by. Lord, help us be better people. Help us to live today and in the days to come better than we have before, better being following Jesus, seeking to do the things you would have us to do and be the people you would have us to be. Only by your grace, we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. This concludes this episode of Franklin County Stories of Our Lives. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, let's keep aiming for Jesus.